You don't want zero problems, big fella. Yep. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. Welcome back to the IC Stars Alumni Podcast. Uh, hello to all of the alumni that are listening, to all of the residents that are listening, um, anybody else in the IC Stars Galaxy that tunes into this podcast. I appreciate the support and feedback. Um, it's been a while since uh, we released the pod. I think the last one was uh, when we sat down with Rico, the recruiter. I heard a lot of positive things uh, about that podcast. Um, as Rico represents um, the peer, the advocate role um, of the people applying to the program, to the internship. So he's always rooting for, for, the, for the applicants to push through, to overcome their fears and doubts when, when filling out the application. Um, that's a role that's also dear to, to me. Um, as I've done recruitment for a few years in the past with IC Stars, um, and uh, a lot of people seem to had uh, enjoy that podcast with Rico. Um, this week, uh, or not this week, this time because uh, we are not releasing podcasts on a weekly basis. Um, it's pretty much as uh, soon as I get to sit down with an alumni or resident, and we just get to to chat. Uh, sometimes it takes months in planning just like this one. So uh, I got to sit down with Alfredo Pantoja from Cycle 19. And Alfredo is a traveler, as you will learn. Um, he travels around the world. He works out of his laptop. Um, he is an entrepreneur at heart. At heart. Um, and he seems to, um, you know, enjoy his work. He enjoys learning. And uh, the reason why this took so much time to, to plan, well, it it didn't take much to plan, but it took some time from the moment we planned it to actually executing because, like I mentioned, he's he travels and um, I got him during a stay here in Chicago while he was here for probably about two weeks, 15 days or so. Um, Alfredo and I um, are close friends. Uh, we obviously met during uh, his internship. I was able to recruit Alfredo. And after that, um, you know, we we talk about some of the stuff uh, on the podcast where, you know, we our friendship grew and, you know, we'll go and play soccer on the weekends when he's here or uh, we've tried playing some basketball or, you know, really, we just enjoy catching up, drinking a beer. And that's what happened this time. We just uh, caught up. Uh, We had, uh, as you would hear, we had lunch at the famous IC Stars go-to bar Brayhans, which is across the street from the Source Digital headquarters. And we then also, you know, had some beers while we were here at the at Source Digital. And and while we were recording, we were um, drinking some refreshments, which um, allowed for a, a really, you know, fun, fun conversation. And it allowed for, um, you know, Alfredo to feel comfortable because uh, he also doubted himself, just like a lot of the alumni that, that I talked to on this podcast, even, pr- you know, before we start recording, they're like, hey, is there an agenda? Uh, can we, 
you know, go through some things. And I'm like, no, we're just going to talk right into the mic. And uh, really, it's just a sit down chat uh, where we'll, you know, kind of tell your story if you're open to that or just talk about your interest and what you're doing currently. How did you hear about how hear about IC stars? Um, so and, you know, just a really easy conversation and that's what happened here it's about 45 minutes worth of uh chat with alfredo and um i hope you guys enjoy it i'm not gonna talk anymore <laughs> i'm gonna let you go and enjoy the conversation again for any alumni residents that want to participate in the podcast um let me know show me a note uh my email, as you know, is cromero, C-R-O-M-E-R-O, at icstars.org. We'll definitely set it up. Um, you know, pretty flexible. I could either drive out to somewhere and let's meet up, or, you know, IC Stars has been kind enough to, you know, always find a room for us whenever I record over there. Um, if you want to come down to Source Digital, um, you know, we have a conference room where, you know, we'll probably record or if you want to, you know, just be more at a cozy area, you could, you know, just come into our office and uh, we'll record from here. We have uh, new equipment as most of you, well, not most of you, some of you know, um, I also run another podcast that has allowed me to buy the proper equipment and makes it feel a little bit more professional. Um, so yeah, we have the ability to have uh, three mics, which is interesting, and it could be fun for a dynamic of three. So if you know, you have three buddies, three alumni, three three residents that you know want to chat it up and 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 have this in a format of a podcast. I'm willing to to make that happen. So uh, don't be afraid. Uh, we'll just you know just come on, let's have a chat, and let other other alumni, other residents get to know you and uh, learn a little bit about you and that way we can start building a community now um, before I really let you go here and, and let you listen to Alfredo and I uh, chat over a couple of beers um, I do want to announce that we are as the alumni association you know we would host um, you know meetings every Wednesday every second Wednesday of the month um, that has now changed uh, we're at a hold. And that is because we're doing a rebrand of the Alumni Association. Um, I think um, a little bit of it is that we need, we're looking for a bit more engagement, but I'm also working with the current IC Star staff. Uh, that's Jillian, that's Arlene, that's uh, you know pretty much everybody. Um, Daz, Sandy, Amanda, uh, Tom. So we're all working together to, you know, also help out IC Star. So what can the Alumni Association do to give back to the organization that has given us a lot, right? And uh, we also, so IC Stars, as an organization, as the organization that IC Stars is, they always want to give as well. So we're gonna we're collaborating on some ideas, and the format looks like it's gonna be a meetup style like meeting going forward meaning we will um be either giving workshops or something it'll be a workshop uh from either an expert or a or an, or a fellow alumni that is an expert in a certain field um and you know as we get together every second Wednesday of the month 
we will be learning co- uh you know together and also um the last portion of that meeting will be talking about how do we give back to the organization how do we give back to our communities um also another thing that i spoke to sandy recently about is that she holds friday all skates so every friday around five o'clock five thirty um she she does an all skate with the cycle kind of recapping their week or things that are happening happening out in in our communities or in the world in general any social justice issues she um she kind of gives an all skate um with touching on those topics and she will love for alumni who are nearby that can drop in and, and, and say hello and just be part of that all skate. Um, so you guys can get to meet the current cycle. Um, also, we have um, sister and brother stars that have graduated from Columbus, the Columbus uh, cohort. So cycle one Columbus graduated uh, probably about a month ago. And now we have alumni in Columbus. So, you know, we'll probably do, I'm working with Sandy into figuring out how do we do this virtual all skate that you could all join every Friday, you know, whenever you can. Um, so we're, we're trying to expand as the alumni association also, but in a, in a format where, um, you know, we're, it, it's a gift to get on both ends. Like we are learning together. We're going to give back to the community together. Um, so it should be interesting. So this rebrand, and I'm calling it a rebrand, but it's more of a refresher. Uh, we've been running the same format for a while, and um, let's let's freshen things up a bit, and also um, let's collaborate more with with our parent organization, which is IC Stars, and uh, the one that gave us, um, you know, certain opportunities that uh, a lot of us have taken. Um, you know, advantage of in a good way, obviously. And um, yeah, so let's refresh this whole thing. Uh, give it a, a new feel and a new format. And I will be pushing information out to you guys um, within uh, the next few days, probably about a week, because there's still some meetings that are pending. But um, I'll keep everyone in the loop for now. Uh, enjoy the conversation with Alfredo. Um, and he's a nice guy, so feel free to reach out to him as well via his IC Star email address. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, um, if you feel like Alfredo can help you answer some of your e-commerce challenges, if you have any, uh, it's uh, a pantoja at icstars.org. And if you can't spell that, I can't spell that off the top of my head. Um, but if you want to reach out to me so I could, you know, connect you with Alfredo or other alumni that you're interested in talking to, again, my email address is C-R-O-M-E-R-O at icstars.org. That is C-Romero at icstars.org. And all right, enjoy the conversation with Alfredo. All right, Alfredo, how's it going? It's going good. Awesome to be here. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we are actually sitting down at the Source Digital headquarters, right? Uh, we had a nice lunch. Uh, we picked up some anti-heroes. Our sponsor today. <laughs> right. So <laughs> we're going to be cracking some beers as we record. This and it should, be, um, it should be a good time. I mean, I'm sure you have plenty of stories. You're a world-traveled man and an <laughs> alumni from Cycle 19. 
19. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this pons- this uh, podcast is sponsored by Antihero IPA. This is the Bearded Mexicans episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So um, let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, cycle 18. How did how did you end up at Icy Stars, bro? 19. 19. Shit. Okay. 19. So we're talking about. It feels like a long time ago. January 2009 was was when I started. Shit, I am spilling beer already on myself. <laughs> we haven't even started. This is HBO, right? We, you can swear <laughs> on this thing? Yeah, anything goes. <laughs> so it was January 2009 was when I started. Um, I was, at the time, uh, right before then, I had been bartending. And I was really influenced by some bo- a couple of books that, that I had read. And so I was really interested in digital marketing. And I was just really interested in entrepreneurship and just the web in general. Like, mm-hmm. I really wanted to get into that. So I was bartending. And then at the was same... Was this at the... Um, and then just, just some background um, info, basically. Uh, you know, Fredo and I, after... After your completion, and then um, you were also good. F- you're also good friends prior IC stars with uh, Juan Villa, who's also an alumni from Cycle Twenty. Yeah, um, and Guzman too. Guzman as well. Cycle Twenty as well. Right. So we Hector. all afterwards we we would hang out yeah. and we would go play soccer, drink beer, play soccer, and drink beer. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so I know a little bit about you know your story, um, but as you were referencing the bartending, is this when you were at the Aragon? I was I was bartending at the Aragon and I was also bartending at a steakhouse. Okay. And like right before that, I had I had been um, wanting to get into real estate, and this was around two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, right as the market like completely collapsed. So I was like a rookie at Century Twenty One in Lagrange. So uh, you tried it out. I tried it out. Yeah, okay. I had a f- I had just finished my license. Like mm-hmm. I was really um, my certificate or whatever the hell it's called. I was really excited about it. Like I had all these ideas about real estate, and then the market like just completely collapsed uh-huh. while I was like a brand new rookie, like w- like a couple mm-hmm. of days in, and so it was everybody pretty much for themselves at that point. Um, I kind of made a mistake at the office that I ended up in because it was a lot of older people. And so I couldn't really relate to them. They didn't really relate to me. Mm-hmm. But one of those, like, older, like, uh, main type guys, like, you could tell, like, this guy, like, sold houses, like, up the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, one of the top guys. And he, he, he pulled me in his office. Like, he was like, ah, oh, let me tell the rookie, like, you know, one little bit of advice. Yeah, yeah. And so he pulled me in his office, you know, he's got like, you know, like his certificates or whatever, best real, best real estate guy in the, in the region or whatever the hell. Uh-huh. And so he sits me down and he's like, you're a young guy. You know, he's like, the way everything is moving is it's all going online. So you're a young guy. You need to get a website up. Right. And then he showed me his website. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I pay. It was some outrageous amount. For his website, we were amount. just talking about an outrageous amount. <laughs> <laughs> so he was mm-hmm. paying like three hundred dollars a month for his for his website to keep up the site. To keep up the site, so some dude had like like convinced him. He was uh, his, it was an, an you know one of those early adapters. Early adapters, right? Uh, what, what did you used to call them? Like the the what uh, they used to have a name. Like you would be the 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 main the I don't know. 
or whatever it was called. Like this guy had 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 three hundred dollars a month from this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I looked at the website, and it was like a MySpace page, like pretty much. It uh -huh. was very very basic, just his basic info up, and probably some cheap hosting. But, but he he he, knew, he had convinced uh, them mm -hmm. that it was worth it, and so. I, I believed what he said, that, that it was all going online. But I just, my whole thing then became, how do I build my own website so that I don't have to spend the $200, $300 a month? I see. So at the, at, at, I would go to the, they would schedule you um, to go to the office so you could answer the phones. If you were the only one at the office and you answered the phones, you would be the lead on whatever people Property. were looking mm -hmm. for properties or were trying to sell their properties. But I would go to the I would go to the office and I was ignoring like most of the calls and then I just I had bought a couple of books on building websites and I was just I just became obsessed with with building websites. Oh shit! Okay. And so that was kind of like my my initial transitions into. So do you do you remember the first site that you built? Uh I don't. You don't. No. <laughs> Movement makers. <laughs> Movement makers was one of them. <laughs> Several versions of movement makers <laughs> were definitely built, uh, but yeah, I, I became obsessed with with like digital marketing, um, with Google AdWords, with Ruby on Rails. I would buy these thick Ruby on Rails books back then. Back then, yeah, okay. before I see stars, I would buy mm -hmm. them, and I would just follow them like like step by step. But I was such a noob that I didn't know what was HTML. I didn't know what was CSS. I didn't know what was JavaScript. I so didn't you know were understanding concepts instead of. I wasn't. I wasn't understanding concepts at all because <laughs> I couldn't tell what so was. So what was it that you were learning off of these books? I lost the fear. Okay. I lost the fear because even though I didn't know what was what, it would sometimes work. <laughs> uh -huh. Like I saw my computer, you know, doing. It took me a long time. <laughs> First of all. Don't ever do, do do Ruby on Windows. <laughs> the first step. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a bad situation. It it was probably not bad now. Okay. But we're talking about like 2008, maybe nine, uh -huh. ten years ago. It was really bad to set up a Ruby environment on a Windows laptop. So once I, but that that's the thing is like these struggles. That's what leads to like all programming is is just like failing a bunch of times, but not like being afraid to like keep going. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that because I had been struggling with these books that I didn't understand, by the time I got to IC Stars, I, I kind of wasn't afraid of. So how did you hear about IC Stars? I was, I had quit my bartending jobs mm -hmm. <laughs> because I wanted to build these websites. But of course, nobody was going to hire me to build these websites because okay. I had no experience or anything. Uh, so I was like, I was spending most of my days um, reading programming books and at the same time, uh, looking for a bartending job. So I had gra graduated from like the bartending school. Uh -huh. And the, the one thing that it gives you is like you have access to their job board. So you're able, you're able to pick up whatever gigs are yeah, on their job mm -hmm. board or whatever. And then at the same time, I would read like the reader uh, looking for bartending gigs. And that's where I saw the ad for IC Stars. So it was just it felt like it was written for me at mm -hmm. the time. Uh, Do you remember the ad at all? I remember it was like the things that jumped out at me. It was like it was technology training, internship paid. Um, and like there was like a leadership aspect to it, like a uh, like a community focus mm -hmm. that that it just seemed like completely different than anything that I had seen up to that point. 
so that's um it, it it immediately caught my eye because i had been struggling to how do i you know like i want to go full full on in the direction of of this web stuff but like how do i do how it how do you get there yeah yeah how do i get there so um you applied you got in um i mean at that point i was doing recruitment you right? yeah so you so I hope you told me those stories, and I that's what got me. <laughs> into I, getting, I don't know. I don't I, know if I did. Yeah, I, I might have not. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember hearing these stories about you know be you've been reading books about Ruby on Rails and things like that. But yeah, um, so you apply, and you know a lot of the conversations that I have with with other alumni is getting over the fear of being a, of IC stars being a scam, or or, or too good to be true. Mm. So did you go through any of that or you were just like, whatever, uh, I'm just going to try this out? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. If Is this a fear that's, that commonly takes place before the cycle, during the cycle? Uh, during application. So after you, during come, application? You, you come in, you get the right. info session, and then it's like, yeah, I, it sounds too good to I be I didn't true. have that fear because the... Um, uh, uh, there, it was like a three-part process to the yeah. t- and and one of them was a technical test. Yeah, and so the technical test to me felt technical enough that it felt real to me. Like it felt like a real thing. Did, did it connect the dots with the books that you were reading or whatnot? Yeah, or, yeah. It felt like a real. It wasn't easy, but it felt mm-hmm. it felt like a real. So that, so then you start uh, cycle nineteen. Cycle nineteen. Who were um who were some of your cycle mates? Uh, Jonathan Ratliff. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously every cycle is different, but I remember being really close to your cycle. We were really tight knit. It's it's sad that we're not anymore. I, I don't know how we lost touch, but uh, we were really, really, really tight. Yeah. And then we also had a tragedy. We lost we lost one of our um, cycle mates also. Yeah. Like two days after, after graduation, right? Yeah. Or after commencement. We were all on top of the world, and then yeah, we heard this yeah. horrific news. So it was Radliff, Jonathan Radliff, Jonathan Radliff, Tito Trinidad, D. Juan Smith, D. Juan Smith, Lisa Gugor, Unique, Gilmar Gamino. Was um, oh, her name just escaped my mind. Um, Marissa. Marissa Jackson. Yeah. Marissa Jackson. Mar- Anastasia. Chapital. Chapital. Amanda. Amanda. Francois. But you mentioned Gamino, right? Gilmar Gamino. Gilmar, yeah. He was part of my cycle. He was part of your cycle, yeah. 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 So he uh he got fired pretty much. Uh if I, if I was him, I'd be upset. Not that he got fired, but also because of boxer. What do you mean? Golovkin took his nickname. Oh, <laughs> there's a triple G. The triple G. Yeah. <laughs> the original triple G. I want everybody to know is gangster Gilmar Gamino. It's right. the, the original triple G, at least as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he is. His, his story is pretty interesting because he's one of the few that I know that was, you know, he was he was fired for being late. But then there's so you know the I don't know if the, those policies are still in place, but. There's several things that you have to go through in order for you to reapply and kind of be like, yeah, I'm serious about this this time kind of thing. Right. Um, there's like participate in a rally or, or some uh, social justice that you support. Right. Um, you know, X amount of 
like community service hours. Oh, you know that that was part of the application process too. Was where you had to have a technology idea that that kind of supported or helped the community organization. Right. That's why that, that was a PowerPoint. Yeah, that was. That's why to mm -hmm. me it always it felt legit to me. Like I never had these concerns about about being a scam or yeah. like too good to be true. Like because you knew that there was some community component to it. Right, it felt like like it felt like we were addressing like real, <laughs> real situations. Yeah, it didn't feel like make believe. <laughs> um, so, you know, going into into the cycle back then, the the format of of the whole four months was, and we were just talking about this during lunch, which was your first project was consulting, second project was um, the entrepreneurship you know, idea. Right. Um, and then project three was a community service related technology solution. Right. Right. Um, and then at that point, mm -hmm. like they even invented project four, which was, what was project four? Project four is build a website for, for a nonprofit for profit. Like a pretty, like just go ahead and build a basic website yeah. for, but you had to use the, the whole consulting that you had learned, like, cause you had to go meet with the nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. I, th I think the reason it came, that, that project four came up is also because I think like cycle 18, 19, 20, um, I think it was a very unique time in IZ stars, mm -hmm. um, because of the 2008 collapse. I think there wasn't a lot of jobs out there. Yeah, that's probably right. I, I think I see stars probably, you know, people before those cycles were probably getting hired a lot. And I'm not up to date on it, but I'm mm -hmm. guessing I'm guessing uh, there's a lot Th more There hiring. were still jobs out there for people to apply to. Even if they weren't getting hired, there were jobs out there. Right. And during that era, during that, you know, those years, like, there were no jobs. Right. It was just like it was a tough period, but I also felt like that's why Project Four came um, came about too, because they were trying to lean us towards stay consulting, busy, freelancing. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, you have these set of skills. Maybe there's not a, a job there for you, but you can pick something up until the market opens up again. Right. You could you could you could start practicing your your craft. Right. Yeah. You don't have to like just not do anything. You could keep learning new stuff, and and there's a market out there for it. So, did you start working right after cycle? I did, but through IC Stars. Um, I think because during the cycle, I showed a lot of interest in digital marketing, AdWords. Right. Um, at that point, at, um, there was there was the recruitment aspect of of. Like, how do you recruit new people? And there, there well, there's recruitment and there's marketing. Right, the digital market. So the mm -hmm. digital market, I became involved in the digital marketing piece of getting new recruits involved. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think it was Martin Brown at that point who was. He was involved in, in, in leading that. Yeah, he that was leading that department, uh, if you that, may. De that, that department at the time. And he got, he and Eric got me involved in. FYI, Martin Brown's from Cycle M, I believe. Or M? Cycle 13, Cycle M. Why is it M? Because that's the 13th letter in the alphabet. Oh, like the Mexican Mafia? Lie, <laughs> 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 man. Exactly. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so cycle 13 is known as cycle M. So what the hell is 19? Is Do we got a letter? Uh, I mean, if you want to put a letter <laughs> in there, but, you know, the whole perception of 13 could be bad luck. So right. I think that's why the oh, adopted. Oh, that's why they changed. Oh, that makes sense. So cycle M. 
Okay, I didn't know that. But that makes sense. Yeah, so Martin Brown and, and Eric got me involved in, in the digital marketing piece of, of IC Stars. So I was doing um, mostly Google AdWords Yeah. for, for IC Stars recruitment. And then that led to an internship at Ford Digital. With And Ford Digital was a company owned by Matt Klein, right? Yeah, it was Matt Klein was the, the founder, and he was partnered. It was a really cool company because they were like a new media digital marketing type company. Mm -hmm. But they were partnered and partly owned by kind of like an old school, traditional Marketing firm? Madison Avenue type yeah, uh -huh. marketing firm. I don't even remember what their name was. It started with a K, maybe. Uh, no, I don't remember. I, I remember yeah. hearing about this, but I don't know the name. I can't Right. It but it was, it was a really cool company because they were kind of like the digital arm of this old school um, marketing company. So it was almost like they had a separate office. Mm -hmm. They were like maybe 13 people deep. Okay. Whereas the... The other, the other the the, firm, the firm was a big, you know, large uh -huh. scale marketing company. So it was like, it was interesting. It was an interesting place, place to work. How, how long did you do that for? I was there. I wasn't fully hired. So I was hired on a project basis. Okay. And then I ended up staying for a few months more than that. But in total, I was probably there for half a year, maybe. And then, and then after that that spiral off into you doing your own thing and yeah i i had always wanted to like do my own stuff um it's it, it's funny because i brought up the whole there was no jobs uh -huh. then thing but a fear i had going through the cycle was that i would get hired and i would kind of get comfortable at a oh, job okay i had I, I remember telling people like oh man i see stars is too many opportunities <laughs> <laughs> i kind of i was afraid that I would get comfortable somewhere because at that point, I mean, I had I had worked retail, I had worked, you know, bartending, I had I was a real estate agent that never sold a house, <laughs> so I had I had to that point not been comfortable at all. But I mm -hmm. my my dream was more towards entrepreneurship, and I was afraid that I was gonna they were gonna put me somewhere comfy <laughs> where you would just settle and, and, and stay there and, and that, that'd be me yeah i'd yeah. be in my little cubicle i would have a really nicely decorated <laughs> cubicle and so so what was the once you were done with your project with with four digital right then like what is it that told you like all right this is the time for me to go and and, and do gig? <laughs> or was it just like oh i got this gig and then i'm gonna go to the next one and the next one and it was <laughs> it was a sign from from above so uh -huh. um I I at the at that point I'm still really like like right now my current focus is e-commerce development mm -hmm. and at that point I wanted to build my own e-commerce shops um, and do Google AdWords on them and try different product ideas and I realized that I needed a um, LLC company mm -hmm. so you could get a tax number and the reason you needed this was so that you could contact dropshipping companies or even like just distributors oh, in general okay. and you needed to provide a tax number mm -hmm. um so there was uh, while i was working at ford digital i was working on on this idea that i had and the the day that i got my like my papers from my for my corporation uh, the llc yeah the next day uh, they, uh matt klein told me i was laid off oh. <laughs> 
okay. But uh, no, but it was like, it uh-huh. was weird though, yeah. right? Because the timing was... Was right on, yeah. The timing was perfect. Yeah, the timing was perfect. So, oh, you caught me in the middle of a... Beer break. <laughs> a beer break, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, so one of the things, and, you know, and, and we've, you know, obviously talked a lot and we talk often and and i wanted to you know i kept you know we kept you know trying to schedule you to get on the on the podcast was because i think your your story is so unique and and in a way um you know m- most and i would say some some of us kind of live vicariously through you right because you figured <laughs> it out I don't like, know <laughs> like i feel like you figured it out like you know you work off of your laptop wherever there's internet access you're able to work from you are have constant gigs you know, even from Source Digital, like whenever we can get Alfredo on the team, like we'll pull <laughs> you into a project. But that doesn't mean that we're gonna have Alfredo in the office. Like Alfredo could be in Spain, Madrid, you could be in right. Chile and you know, Colombia. Like you're you're constantly traveling. Um, so what was that first trip that, that told you like, okay, I could just keep traveling? So the traveling piece of it was not an accident so uh-huh. that was the kind to me it was almost like the end goal oh, okay okay so i told you like one piece of how i ended up in in the development world was that that i wanted to build my own real estate website um but another like 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 i would read a lot and like one of the books that really inspired me was the, the four hour work week and yeah. so th- that's a book that has a bad reputation because of the title. So yeah. four hour work week, you think this is a book about how to not work, <laughs> but it was it was kind of the opposite. It w- it was like how to work more smartly. Type yeah, of situation. You know, we all talk about working smart versus right. working hard. And like a like a big like like one of the pieces in that book that really jumped out at me is is there's all these tools, there's all this technology where you could work from anywhere, mm-hmm. and even if you're not making you know that much money. There, if 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 you know, a dollar might go a long way in 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 different countries. That's true. So that's that that was kind of one of the pieces that jumped out at me, as somebody who went to high school in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like I knew there was a world outside of Chicago, for sure. And like I at that point, I had been away from Mexico for maybe six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the main things is is that I wanted. I knew what my path was. It was technology, but my my goal was to be able to work from from anywhere. Basically, basically. So it it wasn't an accident that I ended up like traveling. It was how do I travel and still and still keep up and still work. Mm-hmm. So from there, like like after um, after I got laid off from from Four Digital, mm-hmm. um, I took advantage of that and I went to Mexico. Right, because then that's when you started the whole idea of like Mexico in the winter, summer in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico in the winter, summer <laughs> in Chicago, and so a, a lot of it was, you know, I have a lot of family, I have a lot of friends in Mexico, but it's also my, the it's it's the cheaper it's 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 cheaper to live in Mexico. So while I was still like trying to figure out how do I how do I run a business, how do I learn my craft from Mexico. Uh-huh. It's it was like the perfect for me it was like the perfect testing ground to to expand because at first I didn't travel that much it was outside of it was like exactly what you said right. I was in Chicago in the summer and then I was in Mexico in the, in the winter. winter yeah so what was that first um um you know that first 
not not the first trip because I think I don't I don't know where your first trip outside of Mexico in the U.S. was. But India. Well, well right. It but was, that was through through icy, icy stars. Right. You did that trip with uh, Sharita Whitaker from Cycle Sixteen and Brandis. Brandis. And it was with I. We also went with Eric Leonard. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was uh, it was thanks to Dave Patswell. Right, Infosys. Right, you guys went to the premises of Infosys. We went to Infosys. Um, I think Dave had a relationship with them, mm-hmm. and he he talked to them about um, kind of the opportunity mm-hmm. to to meet to meet us um, to meet Icy Stars, and then for for us to meet them. So it was really interesting because. Um, it, it's 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 because I the, you know the whole the whole model of icy stars it's basically w- w- what does icy stars mean it, icy stars comes from inner city mm-hmm. inner city stars right so this concept of there's people in inner city um, in, in Chicago but in general in the United States that maybe don't always have the opportunities that other people have yeah so this concept we of course understand it. But people outside of the United States do, did not understand <laughs> this concept. So when we presented the idea of what Icy Stars stood for and what Icy Stars meant, they didn't understand it because it was like, well, you guys are from the United States, right? It's it like, should be all good. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, like you guys are not, you you don't know what real poverty is. Right. And so it was interesting in that aspect is like, like we understand. Once you put it from a world perspective. Right. You know. Everything and, changes, right? Yeah, for sure. Everything changes. So, um, you know, after India, once you decided, you know what, I'm just going to freelance and do my own thing and work for myself, um, what was the first country that you're like, I got to go there? Spain? No, 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 Brazil. Brazil? It was Brazil. When you went to Brazil, you had done that whole South America tour pretty much, right? Like, you had traveled, like, to Chile and Argentina. It was this... Well, I had been wanting to go to... To Brazil for years and years and years and years. So my whole like even when the World Cup was happening, like years before that, we're like, let's go, we should all go. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was already trying to hype you guys into yeah. like. So the the good the 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 thing with entrepreneurship, it's 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 like I wouldn't have it any other way than to not be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, you always feel like you're right around the corner from being okay financially uh-huh. wise. You always yeah. feel like you're almost there, but it's it's a long it's a long mm-hmm. struggle. So I went to Mexico thinking that I would, you know, eventually, you know, like, like really have be able to to travel wherever I wanted and stuff. And it took a while. Yeah, it, it took a while. It wasn't to 2014 where I really was able to go on a long trip and still be able to work. Yeah. But so in 2014, I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna go on this trip. But it's like I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Brazil, which I've always wanted to do. Um, and I have this fascination with big cities. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I want to go to Rio de Janeiro. And if I'm already, I started looking at like Google Flights and like Chipmunk at the time mm-hmm. and trying to plan a trip to see what, what would be not too expensive where I could travel to like a, a whatever's nearby. Yeah. And you could just make a one some, trip. Some, somewhere I got it a lot in my head that I would do four months in South America and I would do one month in um, a large city of South America. Okay. So. Of course, like immediately it was like Rio de Janeiro, Buenos Aires, Santiago, Chile, like were immediate to me mm-hmm. that that those would be three places. And then I was missing one. I was missing one. Right. And then 
I read this article in the New York Times talking about Medellin, Colombia, and how... That's how you ended up in Colombia. Yeah, through a New York Times article. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it, it wasn't narcos or anything like that. <laughs> it was pre-narcos. <laughs> it was pre-narcos, yeah. But, yeah, but now that I see narcos, I, I know the spots. <laughs> 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 I recognize the accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I, I love that city. I love Medellin, Colombia. I spend, I've been spending Th- a lot. That seems to be your go-to if you're going outside of... Yeah, well, the typical, right? Outside of Mexico and the states, it's it's probably Medellin, Colombia that I that I really like. What was the what was the thing that stood out to you the most? It's um, perfect weather, so it's like the city of eternal spring. Really? Yeah, it's it's year round, seventy five, eighty. Nice. No matter what time of the year you go, uh, beautiful mountains, really progressive city in the sense that. It aspired a few years back, because obviously I, you guys are, are familiar with the history of Medellin, Colombia, which was once the most violent city in the world. We're, mm-hmm. like, we're talking about late 80s, early 90s, uh, Pablo Escobar. Right. So it, it's got a horrific um, history. I mean, it has a bad reputation it has just a bad because of that. Right? Because of that, it has a bad reputation. But since then, uh, Medellin, Colombia has gone through a, a pretty massive transformation and like one of the most interesting things that they did was, um, so like in 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 the United States in general, let's say California, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, like the rich people live in the hills, right? That's kind of the idea we have, right? Well, most of Latin America is like the 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 poor people, the extremely poor people live in the hills, and so Medellin has a lot of like mountainous areas, mm-hmm. and there's lots of like like people living in these areas that were completely disconnected from the city so these were people that they were disconnected from schools they were dis- disconnected from employment um from all kinds of opportunities and then what was interesting to me is that a few years back they connected them through to the metro system through through to the subway system oh really through um they call it metro cable uh-huh. So it's like it's like like it's like it's trolleys. It's yeah. like like it's like cable. Um, yeah, yeah, like that thing that they use when people go skiing and shit, right? Those, right. those things that that, that that they go above ground, above ground through the mm-hmm. mountains. Yeah, but it, it it's incredible that they 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 spend resources to actually connect their poor people to the city. Uh huh. And that it like ideals like that. I mean, the the, the I, I I see like. Like they're 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 a very progressive city. Uh, it's a beautiful city, and they're, they 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 want to connect their 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 people to right. They don't want to keep that s- separation, right? Which is in Latin America, is very 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 just. Yeah, you don't they, see they, that they, often. Like the inequality of Latin America is even mm-hmm. worse sometimes in the United States. So it was it was it's just it seemed like a very interesting city to me, and yeah. it's also not too far away. Right. So uh, going back to your cycle, dude, like so cycle 19, when, whenever you think about them, you, you automatically right now mentioned the unity. You guys were really close um, and it wasn't due to, you know, Tito's passing, but it was even before then. Like It was before was, that. Like during cycle, you guys were all really close. Like what happened? I don't know. You know, and, and this it happens, you know, and I see it with, you know, several cycles that I've seen where, you know, what unites cycles is the struggle and you're trying to make something out right. of out of what you have and taking the advantage of the opportunity of icy stars um 
but ultimately like you guys were united in a very different way that i haven't seen i hadn't seen before or even after you know with the time that i spent there um so what what is whenever i you know talk about you know your cycle cycle 19 what is a memory that comes to mind right off the bat like because if you ask me and, and i'm just gonna write jump right into it is uh you know after hours you know playing spoons or card games right we spend yeah. a lot of time there yeah like what's what's one of the things that that jumps to mind to you uh tito and spoons i mean <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot yeah. of Tito memories. I mean, that's well, yeah. because of because of what happened now. Like, I think I think now because of what happened. Like now, I think back, and that's it. Feels like a lot of my memories now is is, is spending time with him because mm-hmm. he was. I think that was one of the reasons we were so together. Is is we had a lot of positive people in our in our cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Tito was definitely one of the main like positive energies in our cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Jonathan Ratliff was was really influential in our cycle. Um, just as far as like the drive that yeah. he that he had, and that's what it was, right? Yeah. Everybody had a lot of drive. Everybody had a lot of drive. We were all like really, really focused. Mm-hmm. Like, like we were all on this. Like, we felt like we were a team. Like, like we were all on the same path, and like, like we all. I think we all fed off each other. Mm-hmm. And what would you say is the or was the biggest takeaway of those four months? Uh, the biggest takeaway to me was that it's it's all doable. It's 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 all doable. I mean, like like when you show up, you're presented with these challenges, right? With these mm-hmm. like enormous projects that just seem like, I mean, like 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 at least for me, you know, I was a bartender. I'd been working in retail and stuff like that. I'd gone to college. But just mm-hmm. the like, like okay, now you're presenting to this like high level company, um, a consulting solution for right. for infrastructure for their infrastructure, and you had actually done the research and you actually felt good about what you were presenting, <laughs> right? It wasn't just mm-hmm. bullshit. That's the thing. It's like we were convinced we were offering a good solution, right? So to me, it was uh, the, the the that that it was all possible. Like it was a lot of hard work. But you could, you could kind of do whatever the, the hell you wanted. It was it was there for the taking, basically. Do you remember your project two oh, idea? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> it, th- all right. So, th- <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say it, or if you don't, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was called flirtuity. That's right. It was flirtuity. I remember this. All right. So, what's the popular app now where you, where you could like swipe <laughs> and and, and the, the swipe right, swipe left, whatever. I've never used it because I am what what is it called? Engaged, but I know about uh, is, is this meetup? Not meetup. Uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck. Tin, Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. That's what it was, right? It was Tinder, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. It was Tinder before Tinder. Yeah. Because it was GPS based too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so right. <laughs> so, how do you feel about it, right? Now that it's Tinder and it's not flirtuity, because <laughs> <laughs> it was basically the same concept. It, yeah, it was basically the same concept. I, it wasn't right. I mean, it, we we had a long way to go. Yeah, because I remember for my cycle, um, the the idea that we pitched was uh, it was I, I don't know why it was called bubblegum words. Yeah, but it was basically. 
um, you were able to record, um, you know, good night stories or whatever to your kid via um, your laptop or whatever, and you would have pretty much uh, a teddy bear that would receive that information and kind of give that good night story to your kid because it was targeted to, you know, IT professionals, either women or men who are, you know, working, you know, 12, 14 hour days and they don't get to go home. And by the time they get home, their kids are already asleep. Right. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, you know, Hallmark started releasing those like self-recording greeting cards. Um, you had, you have now these, it's the same concept. There's like teddy bears and stuff. And I find out about those because, you know, I spend some time in the toy aisle with my daughter now. But like, it, it is crazy to think that at one point you actually had thought about that. Right. You know? Um, so it, it does throw me back personally. Like, like right. shit, I had thought about that. If What if I actually pursued that? Like, could I have gotten it to that point? Well, you could still. That, that, that's a, that, to me, that was the main thing that i took away from my sisters is that i feel i still feel like i can pursue like any any so idea. you could so flirtuity can flirtuity is done <laughs> <laughs> can make a comeback is if, that just <laughs> can it still make a comeback maybe 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 not but i still feel like you know there's a ton ton of ideas out there and the whole not being in silicon valley thing i don't think that's a detriment right I, I i never i mean i guess because i right. haven't been out there or never really founded myself there but like I don't think that's that's a that's a reason for you to stop, you know, right. chasing that that idea, that dream, or whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what what is it that you're currently doing now? Like, so you right now you just came back from a European tour. <laughs> tour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were you started off in Ireland, you went to Madrid, you went to Valencia, um, Budapest, right? Budapest. Yeah. Um, and you're back in the U.S. You're here for a couple more days and then you head back to Mexico. So Mexico for a little while. Um, so what's, what are the type of projects that you, you're currently taking on in case anybody, yeah. you know, needs some sort um, of help or whatnot? Right now I'm almost a hundred percent focused on e-commerce development. Mm -hmm. So mostly Shopify, Shopify development. Okay. So Shopify, I think it's a really cool platform. Um, I've kind of circled back to where I started almost with e-commerce uh, with e-commerce work. Mm -hmm. So I've combined, I've, I've, I'm combining the struggle that I've had. And I don't think it's a struggle. Maybe, maybe I think it's a good thing. Maybe it's like a struggle and a good thing mm -hmm. is that I've had, I've, I haven't been able to focus just on programming and I haven't been able to focus just on marketing. So I kind of, I, I, I kind of learn in spurts where, um, I went really deep into digital marketing, mm -hmm. and then I went really deep into programming, uh, particularly like Ruby on Rails, uh, web development, and that stuff. And now I'm circling back to how do I combine them? Yeah, that's that's, that's where I feel my my opportunity is right now is is combining the two, and I feel like e-commerce is a good place to do that. Why? Because let's say if you're just working in programming, um, when you're doing client work. It's like a client doesn't always understand the value of of of, of your work, because if it if 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 your work doesn't translate into money to them, right? Then it's mm -hmm. it's, it's it's kind of it's hard to convince them, you know, to spend money on a project, for sure. And then um, with marketing, I mean, that's that's the 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 value behind it is if you're producing more value towards their business, 
like it's i mean if i could promise you two dollars if you invest one dollar that's that's pretty much like the magic of right of of value-based consulting so now what i'm working on doing is is doing development projects that target like e-commerce e-commerce businesses Mm -hmm. where you're using marketing insight to build to build that store to build to build features that would help them sell more yeah got it so that's where i'm at right now is i'm i'm finally figuring out how to combine kind of the two the two avenues cool man and then so you know you you travel you you know work from anywhere what do you do for fun Aside of drinking. Aside of drinking IPAs. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, like, I know uh, from, you know, you and Juan's relationship, like, yeah. you guys used to play a lot of basketball. Uh, we'll I go love and, basketball. We'll go and play soccer once in a while. You say you only play soccer when the, you're in the U.S. I only play soccer in the U.S. <laughs> I only play basketball in Mexico. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. I don't know sure. how it happened. It wasn't intentional, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so I love sports. Um uh, in general, like hanging out with friends, um, watching sports. Big. I'm a film guy. geek. I'm I'm a big boxing guy. I'm a f- big film geek. Um, filmmaking is like one piece also that I want to move into. Okay. Yeah. Um, literature, reading in general. Right. You're a big book guy. Too. I, uh, li- like to me, I dropped out of school, but to me, it was like. It was like I I I was learning more from books than 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 I think that I was in college. Uh huh. So, I, I'm still like like a hundred percent like like a reader. Yeah, you just said you had the you got the new um, Amazon. Reader. I just got the 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 Amazon paper right. Yeah, I had an older Kindle and I just replaced it and yeah, I'm really liking the the paper white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good, man. Like I said, um, it's really interesting, at least, you know, not from you know an alumni standpoint, which that's a point, but also from a friend. Like I said, like you know, to me, you haven't figured it out. Like you've been traveling, you've done things that a lot of us wish we could. And I, I mean, you have the time, you're able to do it, and you found a way to also keep yourself employed. Uh, freelancing or whatever it is that you're doing like you you are definitely making your way making you know not not following you know the typical uh nine to five um so i think that's that's super impressive and um i mean i think from from an alumni standpoint i think it's it's important to have those examples out there um because as as an alumni, when you get out of the cycle, like you're always looking, who's going to hire you next? Oh, the, for sure. And that's a big fear. Like, where am I going to go work? And, right. and I know you need to make money, but at the same time, is you're always interviewing and, and, and seeking these opportunities that are out right. there. But you can also have to bet on yourself. You know, that's the big thing. Like, bet on yourself, and and really, like, you have a set of skills, and you know, knowing how to use them is, is also. And, and the biggest skill is that if, if, if you learn how to learning how to learn. So yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that's the biggest skill mm-hmm. because I'm still like every day I'm still like learning and learning new, new, st- and, new thing. And, and I think that applies all across the board. Like right. if you're working for somebody or if you're 
doing your own thing. You're constantly learning. You don't stop, right? Especially in our field of technology. Like, right. Oh, you can't stop. You can't stop, <laughs> even right. if you wanted to. Like, even if you like, oh, I'm comfortable at this right. nine to five. Like, before you know it, next month is going to be something new. So, you know, the constant learning on the go. Right. And having that experience through IC Stars of, I don't know, crap, but I need right. to figure it out now. Exactly. It's, it's losing, the, losing the fear. So, I, I, it's the first time I hear that. Like, what did you get out of IC Stars? Like, losing the fear. Like, and I think that's, that's great. Like, I've, I've never heard it in those terms, but it makes a lot of sense to me, too. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Um, so yeah, I'll wrap it up with that, and you know, just just thank you for for jumping on. Uh, it's been months in the making. <laughs> <laughs> we've been planning this for a while, <laughs> right? Uh, we even pushed it out a week. Oh, we pushed it out <laughs> a week. Yeah, I was jet lagged um, pretty bad. <laughs> so um, yeah, I appreciate you coming down and and recording and having lunch and. Enjoying a few IPAs, so hey, hopefully, hopefully next year we could do another uh, part yeah. two of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll probably uh, we'll bring Juan on board. We have the capabilities now. With we the have the capability. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> we have the technology at hand. <laughs> there's there's been an uh, an upgrade for those who have already done the podcast. Uh, you've known the old setup. This is a new one, and um, there's the technology for a third party that could be you know hurt properly now <laughs> um so thank you thank you uh, this is super fun all right laters you don't want zero problems big fella yep if one more label try to stop me it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby
shit may sound weird.